Welcome to Valville, everybody. It is your one and only Valenice B, your sister Val. And today I wanted to come back. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for months, but I wanted to come back with a podcast on types of abuse in relationships. I know I've been gone for a while. My last update, um, my last podcast was in October. That's like, what, four months? I've missed you guys. I hope that you've missed me as well. I was going through a rough patch in life and I didn't feel creative. I didn't feel like anybody was listening to me anyway. I felt discouraged. I felt depressed. I felt stressed out. I felt uh, just I felt bad. I wasn't in a good headspace. I wasn't in a good place mentally, physically, emotionally, anything. So I felt like it was better for me to just back up, regroup, reinvent myself and come back to you guys when I was feeling better and my upbeat self and not necessarily 100%, but more than 12, (laughs) more than 12%. So I really hope you guys missed me. I really, really, really missed you guys. I want to thank you for each and every play. I was looking at my stats and I had over 275 plays or 285 plays. I know it's not much to somebody, but to me, it means the world. And I want to appreciate you all for listening to Valerie Speed. You didn't have to. Okay. So moving on, today's podcast is the different types of abusive relationships. And one of the reasons that I want to talk about this subject is because it hit home, it hits home, not only with me, but with a lot of people that I encounter and deal with and talk to and I'm friends with on a daily basis. And a lot of the times there are signs that I see that... I'm going to say Roberta. I don't have a friend named Roberta. So <laughs> you guys can't be like, oh, I know who she's talking about. Roberta Johnson. Nope, there is no Roberta Johnson. So um, let's say I can see something that Roberta can't see. Well, I'm not inside of Roberta's relationship. I don't love Roberta's husband or boyfriend. And I'm not in love with Roberta's husband or boyfriend. So there will be things that I can view that she will not be able to view. So I wanted to give the, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, five types of abuse that I think are more popular um, than, there's more, but these these are the top five that I want to go ahead and discuss today. And I'm also going to share briefly stories of my own situations that happened within you know these these different things so um let's start off with physical we all know what physical abuse is physical abuse is slapping punching hitting throwing things yelling at each other, like getting in each other's face, pointing in each other's faces. You know how when you get some, get in somebody's 
and you're pointing at the forehead, that's physical abuse. Muffing them when you take their head and you push it away, that's physical abuse. Um, locking them inside of a room. If I'm trying to leave out of a room and you slam the door and you put my back against the door and you're steady yelling and, and whatever, what have you, that's that's physical abuse. Body slams, Peter rolls, all of those things. Wrestling, headlock, pinching, biting, all of those things. Scratching, all of those things are physical abuse dragging someone pulling their hair it is all a form of physical abuse so i was in a relationship i was living in the individual's home i was not on a lease the lights were in my name that was it um they come home drunk and they're they're grasping for straws. They're trying to find any reason to to be mad. You know the types. <laughs> you know the ones that just want to be mad just for the sake of being mad. So they're 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 just picking at me, picking at me, picking at me. And I'm one of those type of people. I'm I'm not a punk at all. I will fight. I sometimes I I won't lie. I actually like to fight. I know I'm too grown to be out here fighting. For one, for two, I'm not just going to fight someone um, for like street cred or fight you just because you stepped on my shoe or threw a drink on me. I'm fighting to kill because I don't know if you're fighting to kill me. So it's literally a killed or be killed situation with me. And that is why I do not put myself in a position where I could die or I could kill someone. I, I just don't do it. Jail is a real place and I've never been and I don't want to go. Don't want to go. So for me, fighting is off limits unless it's absolutely necessary. If not, I can I can take all the yelling and hollering and screaming. I can walk away. I can go somewhere for a couple of hours or stay the night at my mom's or whatever the case may be. I don't have to deal. I don't have to deal with that. So anyway, he comes in. He's he's picking at me, picking at me, picking at me. And I can only take so much before I blow up because you're you're fucking with me. So I'm, I'm, I'm fussing back, you know, got my hand up and like, what do you want to do? I'm clapping. Like, what's up? Like, <laughs> it may have been antagonizing at that point, but at the same time, it's like, what do you want? Why, why do you keep messing with me? What do you want? You know, it's more so frustration and like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? So for whatever reason, he like flashes out and pulls me by my hair. And so when he pulled my hair, he pulled me down. So I, I fall because you basically have my entire damn head in your hands. So I fall and I'm on my knees. So by this time, I'm trying to wiggle my head around to bite his hand so that he can let my hair go. So I wiggle my head around. I bite his hand so he can let my hair go. We're wrestling around. So now I'm on top. And I'm choking. Yeah, I'm, I'm choking. I'm telling my business. I'm putting it out there. Whatever. Statue of limitation passed. <laughs> so I'm choking. And then he does whatever he does to get me off of him. And now um, 
I, I, I can't remember exactly what happened after that because at that point there wasn't any like punches being thrown. You know, it was more so wrestling and hair pulling. The punches didn't come until later, you know, later on down the line. And so, um, somehow or another, we're off the ground. He calls the police. Calls the police. Police come. They're like, yeah, he said he came home and you were blah, blah, blah. blah." And I'm like, no, he came home intoxicated and he wanted to argue and fight. And I was ignoring him. He doesn't like to be ignored. And so that's this. Here we are. And so the police officer was like, well, is there anywhere that you can go? I'm like, no, I live here, too. And he's like, well, he's in the background. She don't live here. She ain't got nothing in her name. And, you know, and so I'm like, the lights are in my name and my ID shows um, this address. And they're like, well, can I see your ID? So I'm looking for my ID. I can't find my motherfucking ID nowhere. When I tell you, I think he took my ID and hit it. I couldn't find my ID anywhere. Couldn't find my ID. Couldn't find a light bill. So it's like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. The police officer were like, well, can you just go somewhere for a little while? Excuse me? Go somewhere for a little while? Where do you expect me to go? (laughs) East side, off of um, Arlington, off of like 46th in Arlington, and you want me to go my black ass walking at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning off of 46th in Arlington? Okay. Okay. So I grabbed my little duffel bag, and... um, Grabbed my little duffel bag and I walked, you know, I, I, I walked out the house. I went to the end of the corner and then uh, I, I came back and I came in through the back door. And so when I come in the house, he's laying in the bed and I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you call the police on me like this? I'm not a cop caller. That's some bitch. That's some bitch assness. Like, why would you do that? And he's like, um, I bet you won't be in here acting a fool no more. And it's like, I wasn't even acting a fool then. Like, you're trying to clear your name. You're trying to let this fool know that you didn't do anything. Like, what is wrong with you? So eventually, I just went to sleep and left it alone. Left it completely alone. So, that's physical abuse, ladies and gentlemen. Slapping, punching, hitting, throwing things keeping you locked up inside of a room, wrestling, body slams, Peter blows, Peter rolls, muffs, your back against the wall with them pointing in your forehead, slap you in your face, dragging you, pulling your hair, scratching you, pinching you, biting you. All of that is physical abuse and it only escalates and get worse. Get the fuck out while you have a chance. Moving on. Sexual abuse. Sexual abuse can be along the lines of rape. Someone having sex with you against your will. That can happen in a relationship. Your partner can rape you. I don't care what nobody says. If my fiance was to walk in this room right now and be like, let's do it. And I tell him, no, I don't feel like it. I'm working. I'm busy. And he snatches me off of this chair 
throws me onto the ground, inserts himself inside of me and commits to having sex with me. And I'm yelling and screaming, no, get off me. Stop. That is rape. Four sexual acts. Acts. That's like my fiance coming in here and saying, um, give me some fellatio. I don't want to take my head, smashes it in his private parts and commits to, you know, y'all know, I ain't got to go into too much detail. Rape for sexual act is sexual abuse withholding sex. I was in a relationship with a gentleman who withheld sex from me for three weeks because he was trying to basically get closer to God. I have no problem with that. Your your religious walk, your spiritual walk, that is just that yours. I don't want to interfere with it. So he withheld sex from me for three weeks. And by the time the tables had turned, because now I'm interested in what you're doing and I want to see the benefits of not having premarital sex because we were in church at the time. So I want to see the benefits of not having premarital sex. I want to see the benefits of saying no to temptation. I want to see the benefits of praying and asking God to take these feelings away from me. I want to see the benefits of, <laughs> you know, not being sexually active while I'm not married. And um, so when I got on board, now I'm cheating. I'm cheating on him. I'm not having sex with him for three weeks because I'm trying to clear myself up. I'm trying to tighten up. I'm trying to you know, make it seem like I haven't been with anybody else. Y'all know, you know, what we can do to tighten it up and, you know, all that good stuff. So I'm like, okay, so here it is. You can, you can withhold sex from me for three weeks, which was sexual abuse because come find out you were a narcissist. And when I jumped on board to try to walk this walk with you, I was a cheater. Okay. And that kind of rolls us. (laughs) That's going to roll us right into my next step, which is mental, um, mental abuse. So another thing with sexual abuse, you may have someone tell you that your sex is not good and, um, or they'll tell you that's all you're good for. Like without your sex that I wouldn't be here or your sex is not good. You need to work on it and learn how to please me. And and then they'll go as far as to trying to train you on how to please them. Now, that's not always a bad thing if all of this other shit doesn't come with it. Like, if you like a certain thing, you can definitely teach a person how to please you. And if they like a certain thing, they can definitely teach you how to please them. But it doesn't have to come with the, the insults and them belittling you, nor does it have to come from them raping you or forcing you to do things that you don't want to do sexually. Next. Mental abuse. Mental abuse is, I don't know if, I would say mental and emotional abuse are probably the two hardest to heal from. And mental abuse, 
their actions and words will chip away at you. It will literally break you down. Literally break you down. It will make you question your own sanity. It will make you feel like you are really crazy. It will make you feel like you're delusional. It'll make you feel like you've made that up. It'll make you feel like you've lied. So you have to be extremely careful with people that are mentally abusing you. I mean, you have to be careful with any types of this abuse, but extremely careful with the emotional and the physical, uh, I'm sorry, the emotional and the um, mental. Um, they'll do, they'll do things to make you feel crazy, like move your purse. Most women, when we walk into our homes, or even if we go to someone else's home, we'll put our bag down. We'll put our jacket down. If they require you to take off your shoes, you'll take your shoes off and you'll leave all of your things in one little neat area. And more than likely, you'll put your bag in a chair and then you'll put your jacket over the said chair. They'll do shit. And, and if you're at home, you definitely know where you, where you put your things. It's a routine. It's clockwork. When you get home, you take your shoes off at the door. You hang your coat up on a coat rack. You take your purse in the bedroom, put it on a nightstand. So you know where your shit is. They will move your purse. And they'll, they'll continuously do it. They'll do it over time. Or they'll start taking things out of your purse, like your keys or your wallet or your, your ID, your lighter, if you smoke your cigarette. And things are just, they're coming up missing and you're going crazy. Like, I know I put my keys in my purse. Where are my keys? They'll do shit where they'll even go as far as to moving the whole car they will they will park the car somewhere else you will have the keys you'll have your wallet your id your cigarettes your lighter you go outside and your motherfucking car ain't where it normally parked at why because they have moved it three three spaces down why just to fuck with you just to make you feel like you're crazy. So you're in and out the house. I know I parked the car there. I know I parked the car there. Where is my car? Somebody just stole my car. Now you 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 hyper your anxieties through the roof. You feel like you're getting ready to go crazy. Now you questioning, did you really park the car there? <sighs> They'll move your phone. And then sit there the whole time and watch you run around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to find your own stuff that they moved. Woo! Woo, child. And what's so sad is that you will become more and more dependent on this individual because now they have put you in a place where you feel like you need them because you have lost your mind they want you to feel like your judgment cannot be trusted and that is tainted and that is mental abuse and it happens so much it happens so often and it can happen for male or female male or female verbal and emotional abuse they will tell you that you are stupid ugly lazy Fat, too skinny, useless, worthless, 
Don't nobody want you uneducated. All of that. All of it. All of it. And they've already broken you down so much from all the other abuse. You believe this. You believe that you're ugly. You believe that you're stupid. You believe that you're lazy. You believe that you're fat. You believe that you're too skinny. You believe that you're worthless. You believe nobody wants you. I had someone tell me, a childhood sweetheart, tell me, won't nobody want you after you done had a baby at 16 with all them stretch marks. Sure did. And I believed it. I believed it. Because at that time I was 16. I had a baby. My self-esteem was shot. I didn't know if I was going to graduate from high school. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to make something of myself. I wanted to be somebody. And I didn't know if this baby was going to hinder me from doing that. I didn't know if the baby was going to help me get there faster. I didn't know if if I was just going to have to say sayonara to all my dreams and just get them through the 18 and get them off to college and then be able to run and chase my dreams because I was still going to be young enough to do it. But to have somebody tell you when you already feel like shit about yourself, to have somebody that's supposed to love you tell you, ain't nobody going to want you because you got a baby at 16 and a stomach full of stretch marks. Mm-mm-mm. Well, lots of people wanted me. Lots of people still want me. <laughs> and I had another baby. And now I got stretch marks on my titties too. <laughs> and my booty. <laughs> and I love them. One day I'm going to do a photo shoot showing them off. Real women have stretch marks, Okay. Been having stretch marks on my ass since I was 12, 13 years old when it started getting bigger. Real women got stretch marks. Anyway, moving on. Emotional abuse is probably one of the one of the abuses that takes the longest to heal from. In my opinion. If I had to do a top two. It would be mental and emotional. Mental and emotional. So, financial abuse. <sighs> financial abuse is all about the power and the control. If I make the money, you got to do what I tell you to do. What you going to do? Leave? You ain't got no money. How you going to leave? I got to give you the money and I'm not giving you any money. So it, financial abuse is, is really another one of the biggest issues that I had in my last relationship. And I'm starting to kind of run into it with my new relationship, but it's more so my fault than his. And I should have picked businesses where I could have gotten 
like paid on a weekly or bi-weekly you know I the way I structured my businesses I should have gotten paid more since I don't work a regular nine to five and I have money coming in every two weeks so like I said it's kind of my fault but at the same time if I don't have it that's where I need you to step in but I don't need you to step in with an attitude or step in like um controlling the the money flow like what you need it for where's it going you know i don't need that i don't need that so um yeah so financial abuse is about power and control and your abuser your abuser will use anything to maintain that control so when i say anything they will control the budgets in the house you wouldn't even know what's coming in you don't even know what's going out they will not let you have access to any of the monies. Baby, you not on no bank accounts. You can't go walk in the bank and give them ID and show them that you live there with this man. Hell, you can have his ID, your ID, and the lease. Like, we all in this together. If your name is not on that account, you have no access to those funds. Um, they won't let you work in order to make your own money. So if you get with a guy and he has money and he's charming and he's nice and he's sweet and he's spoiling you, he's sweeping you off your feet and he buying you this, buying you that. You tell your girlfriends to come to the club. Everything going to me. So <laughs> he's financially abusing you, sis. Sister Val here to tell you he's financially abusing you, sis. That's his way of controlling the situation, controlling the finances. And this is the hardest relationship to get out of because more than likely you fucked up your credit because you he's not helping you pay your bills. Or if you're in a different type of situation where you're kind of working and he's working, but he's a, a financial fuck up and you're trying to do better. He will put you in a bind where you have to choose between your personal bills and your household bills. And any legit normal person will pick their household light bill that's $400 versus their credit card bill that they could pay three of them with $400. Been in that situation too. I was in training for, a, for an event that I had. I was a tour manager. And I was in Atlanta. I get a text message. The gas is cut off. What? How much is it? $430. I go and check my account. I had a little bit over $600 in my account. Not anymore. Because now I have to pay $430 because you don't have it. The, the gas can't stay off. I live there just as well as you do. So I pay the damn $430. So now I am a month behind on my credit card bills because I was unable to pay my personal bills for taking care of household bills. So typically the hardest relationship to get out of, you will suffer more than likely from bad credit, which hinders you from getting vehicles, apartments, homes, Sometimes even jobs. Sometimes you can't even get a damn job. Okay? So. 
types of abuse in relationships. Physical, sexual, mental, verbal, and emotional, and financial. If you want to be happy, at peace, when you get with someone, really get to know them. Really get to know how they operate as far as handling their business, taking care of their finances, taking care of their children, taking care of themselves. Get to know if they have any any baggage, emotional, mental. Get to know if they have childhood issues, mommy issues, daddy issues. Get to know if there was rape and molestation. Get to know if there was abuse from, from mom or dad or aunt or uncle or siblings. Get to know who you are potentially getting ready to spend years, months, decades with because I was dealing with a person that I had known since I was 12 years old that abused me from physical to financial I won't make it seem like I was innocent because I was not innocent I was not innocent However, I didn't play the mental games. I didn't play the sexual and the financial games. Or the, I, I may have done the emotional. I definitely did the physical. I ain't gonna lie. I, I knocked the motherfucking meat out of this taco a few times. I'm not going to lie. And that was because I was angry. I was hurt. And I did not know how to express myself outside of oops, oops, side your head, go oops, oops, side your head. So that I can, I'm woman enough to admit that. And I've gotten help for that. And I'm still getting help for that. It's an ongoing process, ongoing process. But if you see these signs, if you're in a relationship with someone and the first thing they want to do is jump up and get in your face, baby, that's not going to get better. Each time they get mad and they jump up, it's going to get worse. The next jump up is, is a slap to the face. The next jump up might be a punch to the face. The jump up after that might be them dragging you down the hall. Um, sexual abuse. If you tell a man no, if he don't roll over and jack off or roll over and go to bed, he wanna, instead want to roll over and, and, and make you run run it would just get worse and worse and worse mental psychological don't let nobody tell you you crazy you're delusional don't let nobody move your shit around your house and you know you put it there and you, you know how water be running in the bathroom and you're like, dang, did I cut the water off? And you go in there and you cut it off and then you go somewhere else and you come back and that water's still running. Baby, don't let nobody, don't let nobody make you feel like you crazy. They turn that water on. This is them breaking you down. Don't let that shit happen to you. When you sit back and be like, did I turn that water off? Yeah, I turned that water off. Shit, I ain't crazy. For real.
Trust your own judgment at all times. Even if you're wrong, still trust your own judgment. Because I would I would rather be the one to set my house on fire than let somebody else come up in there and do it. Y'all will catch that. Verbal and emotional. Don't let nobody tell you you stupid. You ain't stupid. You, you probably stupid for dealing with them. But you're not stupid. You ain't got this far in life being no dumbass. You don't have the job that you have. You're not driving the vehicle that you're driving. You're not raising the children that you're raising off of stupidity. Don't let nobody tell you you're stupid. Ugly. Eh, beauty's in the eye of behold. People think I'm ugly. Some days I'm as ugly. You sure is ugly. <laughs> and when you get to a certain age, looks ain't shit. And beauty is fleeting. Lazy. Now, if you lazy ladies, get off your ass. Gentlemen, you lazy, get off your ass. Do something. But if you have an issue, depression, stress, whatever, you, you still need to get off your ass, but it's a little bit more understandable. But don't let nobody call you lazy if you're dealing with a mental illness and you literally can't get your ass up because I know all about that. Fat. I don't really want to touch on fat because I'm I'm not a fat woman, quote unquote, But it's still degrading. It's still disrespectful. It's still hurting. And you should not say that to people, especially if this is someone that you're supposed to love. If someone calls me fat and I'm a small woman, it'll be a joke. I can laugh it off. He he ha ha ha. But I can't go to a 300 pound friend of mine and be like, girl, shut your fat ass up without that being mean. Okay. Okay. And also, if you are fat, baby. Get your workout plan on. You remember that Kanye West song? Get your workout plan on. Get healthy. Don't even worry about the 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 fact that you're fat. Just get healthy. Okay? Get healthy, girl. Stay fly. Useless. We all we all mean something to somebody. We all can help somebody do something. I don't believe in useless people. Worthless. Don't believe in worthless people. Don't let nobody tell you you're worthless. They made me worthless. How about that? That was childish, but whatever. Uh, nobody wants you. Mm-mm. There's somebody out there for everybody. And I'm pretty sure before you got with whoever you with now, you was with somebody else. So clearly somebody wants you. I'm sure that when you walking down the street, when you going to your job, you got googly eyes and men uh, cat calling at you. Somebody wants you, baby. And if they don't want you, want yourself. Love you. Love you. He'll come or she'll come. Uneducated. What does that mean? If you graduated high school, you you got an education. <laughs> if you didn't graduate high school and you got your GED, you got education. If you went to community college versus a university, you have education. So, that financial abuse, sister, brother, get a job, get a hustle, get a business. I don't care if you sell socks on the side of the highway. I don't care if you cut hair on the weekends and you ain't got your barber license yet. I don't care if you make, if you produce tracks. I don't care if you braiding hair out of your basement every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. I don't care if you babysitting all the kids on the block. Monday through Friday, just so you don't have to leave your house and your children Monday through Friday. 
I don't care what you do. You can be a bartender. You can be a server. You can be an owner of the nightclub. You can be an owner of the studio, the recording studio, the owner of the barbershop. I don't care what you do. Make that money. Make your own money. So if you ever in a position or somewhere where you can't make a move, the one of the worst things to be in, y'all, is to to know it's time to go, to know you can't do this shit no more. And not have a dime to your name. And your credit's so fucked up, you can't even live off of that. This is real life shit that people going through. I'm going through it. I went through it. This is real life shit. This is stuff where I'm coming in to help you. If you, it's tax time. I do taxes. I done got back my client's. I think the most I got back so far was 10 stacks, $10,000. You've been living all year, however you've been living. Take this $10,000 and make that motherfucker into $100,000. Figure out how. Get you a mentor. Get you somebody that'll help you. Get you somebody to know what they're talking about. That ain't no scam artist. That ain't going to take your money and run off with it. Get you somebody and partner up with somebody else and go take these classes at Indy Score or go take these classes at Georgia Score. Every, every state has them. There's no more excuses, women, for us to be broke and financially abused and dependent on men to take care of us. And men, you too. You too, you laying up on these women and they going to work and they got to hustle and all you doing is making her lunch. Boy, bye. She can make her own fucking lunch. She could afford to eat lunch out if she didn't have to take care of you. Get a job. Get a job. Work your, your, your hustle until your hustle become your full time. Turn your hustle into a business. Figure it out. Be innovative. People love innovation. I ain't want to be on here too long. I'm here for I'm going to hit 40 minutes and then I'm out. But it, 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 it's time for us to stop playing. It's time for us to stop playing. I'm ready to start working again. I'm ready to get a full-time job. Why? Because one, I want to catch up on some stuff. I actually, reg- I don't even want to catch up on some stuff. I want to get ahead of some stuff. I want to be ahead of some stuff. One. Two, I want to get a house. You need at least two years of work history for that. So I got to go somewhere and work for two years. I don't mind because I know what the the end game is. And while I'm working that job, I can constantly invest and pour into my podcast. I can pour into my YouTube channel. I can pour into my um, correspondence work. I can pour until my modeling work. I can pour into my actress work. I can pour into my upcoming comedian work. There are so many things that I want to do and they all pertain to the entertainment industry. <laughs> my backup plan will be business or nursing. My job that I will do would be Probably somewhere in the medical field as far as um, a unit secretary, um, uh, front desk associate, uh, administrative medical assistant. I may even do a call center. I don't know. 
But I have a, I have a lot of different, you know, I have office work that I can do. I could work for a staffing agency. I could work for a marketing agency, a promotional marketing agency. I can do a lot. There's a lot of things. I have a lot to offer when it comes to uh, companies and businesses. I have a lot to offer. So the time is now, y'all. We got to get, we got to tighten up. We got to tighten up. So I appreciate you all rocking with me. I appreciate those of you that have, you know, reached out to me and be like, what happened to your podcast? I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. (laughs) I'm back with a vengeance. I'm going to give y'all something every day for the rest of February while I work on my March um, calendar going, you know, going forward because right now I'm doing YouTube and podcast. So um, I don't want to wear myself out and do too much, but at the same time, I don't want to not do enough either because I'm basically playing catch up because I was, I've been gone for four months. So I love you guys. I hope that this has helped. I hope that you take something away with it. If you need to talk, if you've been in any of these situations and you, you just want somebody to vent to, or for somebody to give you advice or to even help you get, you know, find some resources. I am available. I am available. You can reach out to me on Facebook. My Facebook information is Valenice Brewington or Suge Brewington. Those are my names on there. My fan page is Valenice B. Instagram, Valenice B. Twitter, Valenice B. My email is Valenice B at gmail.com. And my YouTube channel is also Valenice B. And you can spell my name V A L E N. E-S-E-B as in boy. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Until next time, stay fly.